As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Oracle Network. The Oracle Network. Hi, welcome to Talentless Talent Thursday with Kylie Dills. So here's the deal. I knew this podcast was supposed to be coming at you with a video, but they just didn't go my way. <laughs> um... The first recording had a lot of weird feedback. I don't know. It was strange. And then the second video, because we stopped, and then it recorded just fine, but then it cut out at the very end. Mind you, we were still talking. Uh, so there was um, some re-recording. Julie was an absolute sweet bean angel and went along with it, and I'm very thankful for her. Uh, video will happen. It just, um, my equipment just didn't come in on time, and I was like, you know what, I promised the people, and I'll use my iPhone, and guess what, no, don't do that, don't do that, especially when you don't have any storage space, <laughs> after I already bought a bunch of storage space, and it still told me it wasn't enough, and then I deleted a bunch of stuff, and it just wasn't enough, it wasn't enough, I also didn't put it in airplane mode, so I don't know if that had something to do with it, whatever. Um, but this episode, we talked to Julie about her time living in a co-op in college. We also answer a lot of the questions that came through on Instagram um, and touched on some touchy subjects about uh, if it's a cult or not. Uh, we'll find out. Cult or co-op. <laughs> uh, where you can find a co-op and just the basic living of a co-op. It's very interesting. I was not curious or not curious. 
I was not familiar, but very curious about the co-op situation. So I am happy that Julie came and shared that information. And I'm very excited about this episode. Again, sorry, it's not a video. Um, my biggest apologies. But um, yeah, so I am going to let you have at it. Welcome to Talent's Talent, baby. We out here. We're trying new things. We're failing at them. That's what this podcast is all about. I love you, babies. Talent, 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 talentless, talent, talent, talentless, talentless, talent, talent, talentless, talent, talentless, talent, talents, 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 talentless, talent. Talons with the talentless to the talons. Talentless talent. Talentless talent? It's talentless talent. Talentless talent. With Kylie Bills. Got a bucket of claws. Bucket of claws. Life to live. I'm smoking a cigarette. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to exit that. Nope. I need that soon. Alrighty. Shit. Which variety pack did you get? Number three. Oh, I love number three. I know. Which ones we got in here? Strawberry. Strawberry. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a different one. Mango. Is there, is that pineapple mm-hmm. that I see? Amazing. I'm drinking a pineapple. Oh, God. Those are the best. And we also have blackberry. Oh, blackberry. I uh, picked out a, this is a variety pack of cigarettes. Now. Oh, hell yeah. So I got one of Cody's American Spirits. So. Beautiful. Love that. Oh, I gotta like this. Anyway, it's the. I can't believe I'm doing the video episodes. Thank you for fucking coming on and doing the video with me. Anything for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have been talking about doing the video for so fucking long and it's finally happening, which is very exciting. And you know what? I could have been doing the video the entire time. And I just decided not to. So you saved it for me. I did. Oh my! I just burped in there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing a lot of that. Uh, Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Boy, good young. There's a lot of burping. No reason for that. Oh my God. But it's fine if you burp in there. Somebody's probably selling it on some kind of Wikipedia page. I'm gonna bottle it and sell it to my simps. <laughs> we got Julie Sims, baby. We're coming out of here. Your Instagram, we're gonna plug all that shit. We're gonna find it. It's gonna be great. Hell yeah. But yes, welcome to Talent Salad. So thank you for coming on. My favorite thing to do when guests come on is um, an introduction. Okay. So um, as far as introducing, you can introduce yourself. You can tell them whatever they want to know, uh, but I always give kind of my backstory about how you ended up here on my couch. Absolutely, I'd love that. That sounded like a porn. That sounded like yeah. the beginning of a porn. It's a casting it's couch. It's a casting couch. Hello, <laughs> welcome. Anyway. Y'all don't know what I did to get here. <laughs> <laughs> give you, making you do forced dry hand jobs. <laughs> I do not have a penis, and you are not giving them to Cody, so I don't know who you gave the hand job to to get here. Frank. <laughs> My poor dog. <laughs> it's okay. As long as he can get more pretty girls on, we're fine. Uh, the poor thing. <laughs> He's just selling himself. He's like, please come over. Please come over. My mom doesn't let me have friends over. And then they show up on my couch. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, 
Um, don't describe the hand job in detail, but introduce yourself. Beautiful. Uh, my name is Julie. I'm a friend of Kylie's. Um, I don't have a ton to say about myself, but um, we met um, at a fateful night at a bar in Mount Adams. Amazing. And now we're here. There have been many nights in between. There's been many nights in between. Yeah. What day? That was in the winter when we yeah. met. Yeah. It was like the beginning of when people were starting to be vaccinated and being able to come back out. That's right. And you got vaccinated like super early. I did. My job yeah. gave it to me. Which sounds like a government conspiracy because I didn't hear about vaccinations being pumped out until like February. Okay. So. I got my first in January. In January. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't that, that early. No. So it was like right around when like uh, health field professionals mm -hmm. were getting them. That makes sense. Yes. Well, I have a lot to say about you. You're lovely. You're beautiful. You're wow. funny. You're fantastic. And I'm very happy that you are on the podcast because um, I think this is a really good video episode to start with. So in the last episode, we talked about going a different direction with the podcast okay. and not directly putting it in like a little box like not being as niche as possible mm -hmm. and kind of expanding that so i think this is a really good episode to kind right. of expand that so that's freaking fantastic i'm very excited about it but uh yeah we met in um at the uh what is it called world glass bar the world glass bar yes um the first night you ever did stand up that was crazy yeah unexpected uncomfortable Mm -hmm. But I just remember you being in a leopard trench coat. It's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite memory. Do you still have that coat? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm never getting rid of it. Yeah, I remember you were talking about moving to Sweden. Mm -hmm. Is that still the plan? It's still the plan. I uh, just got to get into school. Both of us do. And, um, yeah, that's the plan. So hopefully next August. What? Yeah, we'll know. We'll know in the spring if we got into school and can actually go. That's wild. Yeah. So moving to Sweden, getting into school, do you just have to apply to, to a school to get into? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I already know what school I want to apply for, um, what program I want to apply to, everything like that. Um, so it's just a matter of me writing the essays I need to write oh, and then yeah. them letting me in. Do you have to write it in Swedish? No, the program's in English. <laughs> I know, which it's enabling me to be really lazy about learning my Swedish. You'll just go there and learn it. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure shit not learning it now. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick it up once you get yeah. there. That's how people say they learn a language, though, is like either watch TV shows. Have mm -hmm. you watched any like Swedish TV shows? I have. Um, we watched a sitcom called Bonus Familian. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, is it's it on really? Netflix. Anyone can watch it. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it funny? I think so. Oh my god! Did you watch it with subtitles? Subtitles. Subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amazing. What was it about? Um, it's about so the concept is they're a bonus familian, which is Swedish for bonus family. Cute. Which means that they're like a divorced couple with like new partners, and the partners have kids, and the couple has kids. <gasps> And everyone's having to learn to live together. Oh, like a Swedish Reba. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I fucking love Reba. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. So what program are you going to try to get into? I am trying to get into a urban studies master's program at Malma University. <gasps> I like the name of that. Yes. It's the city that we're moving to. So Malma is the city. Wait, is it Mama? M-A-L-M-O with an umlaut over it, but it's pronounced Malma. Oh, with a what over it? Umlaut. <laughs> so it's like the a two slur. Dots. Oh, it's not a slur. <laughs> Don't cancel me. 
In one. What did you just call me? Oh, no, it's part of a language. I swear to God. That's a what's the squiggly thing over ends in Spanish? Um, Tilda. Tilda. I like those. I mm. like Tildas. Tildas are cool. Big fan of those. Tilda Swinton. Oh, so you could like spell who's Tilda Swinton? Oh, you'll recognize her if you Google I'm Googling her. Googling her right now. I okay. gotta know. Tilda Swinton. Oh my god, was she a witch? She was a witch. What movie was she a witch in Narnia? Yeah, The she Lion, the, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. I call it Narnia. <laughs> There's just no one. There's nothing. I think it is called Narnia. Is it called Narnia? Yeah. The Chronicles of Narnia. That's right. The first book's The Lion, the Witch, and the mm -hmm. Wardrobe, isn't it? Yeah, so it's The Chronicles of Narnia. She was the witch. Mm -hmm. I know who she is. Jadis, the witch. That was her <laughs> name. Uh, but that's really cool that you get to draw this, the... It looks like a little face. Looks like a little. It does. It's surprised. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's really cool. Have you like looked at the city? Is is it, is it like snowy? It's not quite as snowy because it's right near the water. It's actually like thirty minutes, twenty thirty minutes across the sound, like the body of water from Copenhagen. So it does get snowy, but it's not like super snowy. It's a little rainier. Yeah. Like it was giving me, I have it on my weather app. It was giving me kind of like Seattle vibes if it snowed in Seattle. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's like pretty chilly and rainy all year. Do you like the cold weather? I do. Yeah. So that'll I'm be perfect. I'm a Wisconsin baby. I'm a Minnesota baby. Yes. And that's right up your fucking alley, yeah. man. That's super exciting. Yeah. Well, what what is over there? It's the Alps, isn't it? The Swedish Alps. Isn't that a geography thing? Is that a real thing? It's the Swiss Alps in Switzerland. <laughs> a lot of people think we're moving to Switzerland because they just don't know the difference between the S countries, which is fine. Which I think, um, I don't know. They're kind of the same. Yeah, it's all, all Europe. It's not yeah. like you're being racist if yeah. you're like, it's all the same. Uh, the the Swedes, they're North Germanic, Germanic, Germanic. Germanic. They're German. Mm -hmm. So it's literally going to be like Cincinnati, but like. Yeah. Because they're, Cincinnati's German as hell. Cincinnati's super German. I wonder if you can get, um, what, should that, what, what, the, what the shit is that called? Geta? Do you think they have Geta there? If they don't, they're gonna after we move. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ship like giant pounds of Geta to you. Please do. Oh my gosh. No, you know what? Geta is absolutely like Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. It's called Cincinnati sausage grain patties. That's disgusting. That is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So there's something called Scrapple, which yes, is there. I've heard of Scrapple. Scrapple, yeah. Okay. So it's still a German inspired breakfast meat. That's God. made with oats. Breakfast meat. Isn't that Friggin wild? kill me. <laughs> <laughs> we just have certain meats for certain times of the day. Mm. But I'll eat get it any time of the day. I'll yeah. be honest with you. This one out. It's fine. I'm going to light it. You got giant lighter. You're fine. I got a big lighter for small hands. <laughs> but um, so with, with going to Sweden, I'm like mm -hmm. super fascinated by it. When you go there, are you going to live in like, like, do they have like... Um, little communities where like English speaking live or do they speak two languages? They mostly speak two languages. A lot of Swedes speak English and it's kind of like an unofficial like other language. Yeah. Um. So that's why I'm a little bit worried for my Swedish when I move there because so many people there speak English that they might just be comfortable speaking English, English. with me and I'll never just learn my Swedish. That might be possible. Yeah. yeah. So I need to get on it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Just keep watching that sitcom. Bonus familian. <laughs> <laughs> Reba, but for the Swedes. <laughs> that's amazing. But you can like travel anywhere. 
pretty much by train in Europe. Absolutely. Like when we move, um, we're going to plan to fly into Copenhagen and then take the train or the bus or wherever, whatever it is, uh, over to Malmö. Yeah. Like you're by um, Norway. Mm-hmm. Like it literally borders it. I had to Google it because I don't know where the fuck I'm at. Finland. Mm-hmm. Poland. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on going to like Germany and like over that way? I'd like to. Yeah, yeah, I have friends in Germany. Then you can go to fucking, you don't want to go to Russia. I kind of do. Russia would be cool to go to. Not yeah. the bad part of Russia. We're all, they're killing all the gays. Yeah. I don't know if that's still happening. If you're Russian and you're listening to this, tell me. <laughs> Are they still killing the gays? Because we would like to avoid that area at all costs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was a thing. It was happening. But um, so you're going to get your master's degree. You currently do you currently have a bachelor's or an associate? I do. Yeah. What's your bachelor's degree in? Legal studies in Spanish. What? Yeah. So are you fluent in Spanish? I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped speaking it. So my first job out of college was I worked at a bilingual law firm that like worked with workers comp and employee rights, things like that. Yeah. Wow, I'm losing my voice already. What happened? Oh my god! Um, and I spoke Spanish every day on that job, but that was when I was 21. Um, that was six years ago. So if you age don't reveal, use it, you lose it. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah, make it blinky. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Did you take a lot of years of Spanish from eighth grade to my senior year of college? Damn. Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize you could lose it like mm, that. You, boy, can you? Yeah. Oof, man. <laughs> Especially if you have soup for brains like I do. <laughs> Just brain fog all the time. Yeah. Did you used to like think in Spanish when you were like super fluent in it? Um, not often. Like, I not subconsciously. Like, I could do it. I would translate things in my head all the time that I was just like thinking, like as a way of practicing. Well, wow, I'm really struggling, like on camera to open this white cloth. <laughs> this is Hang embarrassing. This sucks. <laughs> I'm opening with my teeth. Ow! Ow! You it's did fine. it. You got it. Yeah. You're the best. I already have both my front teeth are already chipped. <laughs> it'll be fine. Just chip them some more. Yeah. Also, you're going to have the best health care when you move, so it'll be fine. That's the plan. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited for you, though. That's Thank you, baby. super, super dope. I wish Thank I had you. the balls. Man, I would be. Are you scared at all? Uh, very much, yes. yeah. Um, mostly to take my cats on a plane. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, like, I'm just hoping everything pans out because mm-hmm. it'll really suck, like, if a year from now I'm like, never mind. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I'm not going. I just talked about it for, like, a year. Forever. <laughs> no. Like, aren't you supposed to be in Sweden right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. we don't talk about it. Yeah, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, baby. There it is. <laughs> I'm just taking the day by day. Yeah. Do you have to um, get into school before you get your visa? Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So how long is that process? Do you know? We apply for school in October. October, we find out if we got in in like April and then the visa process takes like a few weeks I believe okay and then like they we have to prove certain things like that we have an acceptance letter from a school we have to prove we have enough money to live there um we have to prove a few things okay so that all takes time we have to get passports for our cats <gasps> that's cute a little Isn't cat cute? passport oh my god that is adorable yeah Oh, you should start, like, talking to them in, like, Swedish. Uh, Buzz does. Does he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, the word for Wednesday in Swedish is onsdag. Oh, my God. Onsdag. And so uh, Buzz calls Wednesday onsdag. That's super adorable. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, with uh, 
like Buzz has to go to school too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's he going for? He is getting a bachelor's degree in mathematics. Damn. I know. Woo. I know. Yeah. Not me. Could never be me. No. Damn. <laughs> that's hard. Him. Yeah. Great, great, great job. <laughs> that's all I got for that. Yeah. That's hard as fuck. Yeah. But he works with math, doesn't he? Like every day. He works with data and he really enjoys math. Like, which that blows my mind even more than being good at math is that it's actually something you enjoy. Um, it's crazy. But numbers just like make sense to him. Um, so again, can't relate. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I would like to opt out of that. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't even my choice. God opted out for me. Right. <laughs> he just said, no, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. We're going to make you dumb as fuck. Yes. And I, I think um, I'm like dyslexic in, in a sense, too, with that. Mm -hmm. Like I... Uh, you know, I do like payroll, so I was just fucking up numbers. Yeah, I have to like enter in these people's IDs, and I was switching two numbers. Mm -hmm. That was terrifying. Yeah, and I thought that was just like a normal thing. No, it's not. that's not normal. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is if you're like trying to do things quickly. Yeah, and that's how all of it is. Is like go as fast as you can, as yeah. fast as you can. Blah blah blah. I think that's just part of being a human. It is. It's definitely part of being a human. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to opt out of life. <laughs> Please get me out of here. <laughs> Why does my job have to deal with it every day? Uh, so, do you plan on going to school and then coming back, or do you is the plan to live? If we Sweden. like it, we'll hopefully live there. Yeah. Um, and then we have some friends, you know, who are potentially, who have a little bit more flexibility with their jobs and their skills and things like that that would potentially move out, you know, there somewhere similar with us. That would be um, super cool to yeah, have friends eventually. out there. Yeah. And I do, um, you know, leading into some stuff, the first co-op I lived in. Do you want me to talk about it yet or no? Nah, we can go okay, wherever. Right. You're fine. No, Whoops. we can jump into it. Um, the first co-op I ever lived in was an international co-op. So I made a lot of friends from around the world uh, during that time. And so I have some friends in Europe. Oh, that you um, can go see? Mm -hmm. Like, do you still keep in contact with them? Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like you're just moving out there and there's, like, nobody. Exactly. That would be, that's what would terrify me the most is, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I just moved to Spain and I don't know anybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, thank you. Did you guys move to Cincinnati and know people? Uh, just Buzz's family. Yeah, because he's from yeah. here, right? Yeah, from up in Mount Healthy. <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But did you know anybody other than... No. That, no? Nobody. How long, how long have you lived, like, in Ohio? Uh, almost three years. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And I hated it for, like, the first two years. Yeah. Like, I absolutely hated it. I didn't know anyone here. Um, and this was, like, the first time in my life I've ever struggled to make friends. Um, so I really didn't like it until, like, I started getting out and meeting more people. Yeah, because in college it's so easy. Mm -hmm. And then, like, okay, so you were raised in Wisconsin, right? I was Is raised that... in Texas. Oh, that's right, in Texas. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy yeah that's wild yes. so how long did you live in texas for 18 years 18 whole 18 years. years that accent does come out sometimes does it uh -oh. it does and then like and then like you'll get like a mix of like a texas accent and a wisconsin accent yes and i, I have love that. that that is so dope because... oh no <laughs> <laughs> but there's also like a little swing to it like oh no <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. I love it. Thank you, baby. Oh, man. So living in Texas, uh, what was the experience like out there? Was it as racist as everybody says it is? You know, I thought it was at the time um, until I moved 
to Wisconsin. And then most of the people I was interacting with were from Wisconsin and Minnesota. And I was like, wow, y'all are just as racist. You're just being racist towards the minority groups that you have there at hand. Yeah. Um, and so, which was, you know, different than a lot of the minority groups we had in Texas. Yeah, because um, at least Tex- where I lived in Texas. Texas, it's Hispanic people mm-hmm. from Mexico and Wisconsin, isn't it? The indigenous, like the, mm-hmm. the Native Americans and mm-hmm. stuff. That's crazy. I can't imagine being racist towards fucking indigenous groups. Yeah, and a lot um, of uh, different countries in Asia have, or like different ethnicities in Asia um, have immigrated there, um, either as refugees or by choice. And is that Um, because it's at the tip top? That's the only thing. How? Why Wisconsin? So, okay. So, Minneapolis, this is what I learned when I lived there. Like, five of the six resettlement or, like, agencies that deal with resettlements in the U.S. have locations in Minneapolis. Okay. So, there's, Minneapolis has a huge refugee and immigrant population. Huh. Um, and I think that from there it kind of radiates to neighboring states. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, when you were in Texas, what made you go to Wisconsin? So my parents actually met in Wisconsin. They both went to this like really tiny rural college. Uh, my mom from Chicago and my pops. My pops is from Texas, and that was the only school he applied to. Um, and he just got in there and wanted to go there. Met my mom. Um, so I grew up going to Wisconsin like on family vacations and things like that. Mm-hmm. We would take road trips from Texas to Wisconsin. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. Those were my happiest memories as a kid. Oh, that is awesome. So did you go to the University of Wisconsin? I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you studied, that's where you studied legal, what was it? Legal, legal studies in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. That's so, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. That's, that is like so specific. Yeah. What made you choose that? Honestly, if I could go back, I would probably not have chosen that so quickly Spanish was an easy decision for me because I had already taken so many years of it in middle and high school, and I was like, well, I don't want to lose it. Yeah. And, you know, a degree in another language is always useful, so I want to do that. And then legal studies, I just picked really quickly because, to be honest, it was one of the first classes I ever took, and I wanted to graduate early. Mm. Um, I finished school in three years. Damn. Um, And so... I was like, well, I really like this, and, you know, like, I've always been fascinated, or not necessarily fascinated, that's probably the wrong way to put it, but, like, really, really impassioned about, like, justice versus injustice and things Mm -hmm. like that, and a lot of the injustices that exist within our own justice system um, was really fascinating to me as a student, Um, and so, you know, I wanted... You know, I think I was really interested at first in being, like, a public defender, Mm -hmm. um... And then I was kind of like, I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> right? That's crazy. Yeah. Law school's so long and so treacherous. Yeah. Woo! I was like, I don't want that at all. Yeah. So I kind of, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I think I always kind of knew I wanted to be in the nonprofit field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. And that three years, man, it took me six years to get a fucking associate's degree. Three years is wild. Yeah. I don't know. I Looking back, I, I didn't sleep a lot. And I took, like, really heavy course loads. Yeah. but I Like just, 18, 20 yeah. credit hours? No more than 18 ever. Yeah. But I just, I knew I wanted to get it done. Get it over with? Yeah. Plus, that's less money, too. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm stretching out my student loans. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when you moved there, did you 
move into a dorm? I did. Okay, so you started in a dorm. I did. I started in a dorm. All right. And what were their dorms like? Was it just like any college dorm or was it like fancy? How? how... The reason I ask is because Shawnee State wasn't a normal dorm. Yeah. You had a kitchen. You had a bathroom. Yeah, you could have – you had a living room. So you would Ma'am? walk into the door – or into the dorm. It would be a living room. And then you would either have singles, doubles, or triples. And my first semester, I lived in a triple. My second one, I lived in a single. And I stayed in a single. But they were crazy dorms. But I've seen dorms like Athens where it's just cinder block walls and yeah. you share a commune bathroom. Yeah, that was my experience. I had a twin bed in a shared room. Okay. And how long did you live in the dorms for? One year. Okay. Yeah, one year. And then I moved out and moved into an apartment with a friend of mine. Um, and then the year after that was when I moved into my first co-op. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get to the co-op? How did you find out about them? Did you know about them? Like, how did that happen? I knew about them vaguely. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew about them vaguely. I heard a girl making fun of them once, oh. and that really intrigued me to them. Um, I think I didn't care for her very much, and I was like, well, screw her. Anything she doesn't like, I like. I like it. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm going to go look it up, and I'm going to live in yeah. it. But, I mean, to be honest, I had a friend group I wasn't super happy with at the time. And when it came time for, you know, us to find housing again, they were all, you know, trying to live together and things like that. And I was like, okay, I could do that. Or I could try something completely new. Like, I need a new crowd. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so I started researching co-ops and how to start living in one. And the way that it worked with the one that I moved into was that you had to go to three dinners um, with the house and then have a membership meeting. And after that, they vote on you and decide whether to let you in. So they have, like, a council. Yeah. The house just, you know, meets. um, The house, usually house meetings are, like, once a week. Yeah. And that's when, you know, every housemate who can make it comes to a meeting and they decide on things. Where would they take you to dinner? That's the question. Oh, you would have to eat dinner at the house that, like, people at the house made. What kind of house was it? Was it big? Yeah, the first one I lived in was, like, 26 to 30 people. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It is very many. Did you get your own room? I did, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, so you didn't have to share a room unless, like, you wanted to for some reason. Like, if you were part of a couple, couples could live in the same room and things like that. Or, like, if you wanted to move in with a roommate to save money, some people did that. Okay. So, when you had the dinner at the house the first time, Mm. what did you think of it? I was blown away. So, that sounds really corny, but I was blown (laughs) away. That's cute! Like... It was just, I was really overstimulated, oh. like, because not only was I meeting a bunch of new people for the first time, but I was meeting a bunch of new people from all over the world. Yeah. And everyone goes around and introduces themselves and says where they're from, and then, like, there's usually, like, an icebreaker question that you have to answer, so that was, like, the pressure was on because I was like, fuck, I want everyone to think I'm cool and funny. Right. And, you know, I have to answer this icebreaker question well. Yeah. Um, I think it was if you could bathe in anything, what would you bathe in? What did you say? Do you remember? Yogurt. Ah! <laughs> did you have to think of a reason behind it? Um, I don't know if we did, but I probably chose to anyway yeah (laughs) yeah so with that were there other people that was competing for your spot at those dinners too yes what yeah that's terrifying so it's literally like a competition it is dog eat dog yeah dude now did you uh talk to any of those that you were competing for a spot in after you got the spot 
I didn't. Um, well, actually, um, a friend of mine who I later ended up living with, uh-huh. um, I went to dinners with at the same time as her, and I remembered her from that. And then a couple of years later, I went to move into her house. Like, I became friends with her through just, like, inner co-op stuff. And um, I moved into her house a bit later. But, yeah, I, I was chosen for a spot, and she was not. Oh, my yeah. drama. Juicy. Did they give you a reason why they picked you when they did? They didn't. Like, I found out some gossip from, like, friends of mine who, you know, people who later became friends of mine that were there in my house meeting and things like that. And they were like, oh, I thought you were cool and whatever. But, yeah, they didn't tell me in the email. They were just like, congratulations. You have a room in our house for August. That's awesome. Here's your contract. Did you have to put it down on a deposit? I think it was, like, 200 bucks. That's not bad. No. What do the contracts say? Um, It's just for a specific room. Um, there is a little bit about um, protecting yourself from lead poisoning in the house. Mm, of course, of course. Because <laughs> they're like yes. all really old houses. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't say anything specific that I can remember that's like funky. Yeah. Um, but. Just probably like a lease. Yeah, it's a pretty standard lease. Yeah. Okay. Now with the dinner, how many people would show up from the house that live there? Probably usually at dinner, I would say it was like. 50 to 70 percent of the house so you know people have jobs people you know are hanging out with friends not everyone is there for every dinner um but it's usually most people in the house so i'm guessing between the people in the house that were there and the people that were like just visiting as friends or um people that were trying to membership into the house like 15 to 20 people that's terrifying yeah and you have to talk in front of them when they ask you your friggin little icebreaker oh my gosh so what happens after the icebreaker you just hang out you just eat yeah and then i think the first time i asked them to show me around the house just because i was curious about it and they did um and then i left and i like walked back to my little apartment and i was like shit i really want to live here that's awesome so what were the bathrooms like um the bathrooms were shared yeah they were um almost kind of like dorm room bathrooms Mm -hmm. except they had little stalls so like i could pee next to my housemates and things like that there was usually like one shower and then like one or two toilets yeah that's interesting yeah um at least that was the way it was in the first co-op i lived in the second co-op i lived in which was 12 people um there were just like regular house bathrooms like a shower and a toilet yeah how many bathrooms did the first house have like not just toilets, but, like, bathrooms. Like, six, I want to say. That's a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. So I never, like, struggled for, like, bathroom space or time or anything like that. That's really nice because yeah. that's what would drive me up the fucking wall. Yeah. I'm like, I want to take a shower right now. But, no, yeah. fucking Bobby's in a shower. Yeah. Bobby's had a shower seven times this week. Yeah. I have not had one. Oh, yeah. We don't have that problem with people taking too many showers in the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I want to live in one. Do you? Yeah. How old was the oldest person that lived in the co-op? The oldest person I've ever lived with was in, I think, her 50s. (gasps) I still have time. You have so much time, baby. Oh, my gosh. You have so much time. I could turn this house into a co-op. You could. Yeah. I would move in. Yay! We're having a co-op, baby. We're having a co-op. I already told Cody I was moving in. (laughs) We're doing it. I'm not paying rent, and I'm not (laughs) helping with anything, but I do want to live there. But I live here. Yeah. Hello. I'm Uh, doing ASMR in my white claw. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just breathe it in. Drink it in. There it goes. Mm. That's the best one. I think it's pickle time. 
It's pickle wanna, time. You want to have a pickle? I'll take a I hit really of a pickle. a pickle. I put the pickle in ice. They're not opened yet. Okay. So let me get these are my pickles because I like them warm. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> but they're actually they feel kind of cool. Um, I was told to refrigerate these by the jar. Okay. But I didn't. They smell really strong. They smell really wow, good. Probably because they haven't been refrigerated. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mold on them though, which is good. Okay. All right. Let me get a let me get a Daniel. I thought that was crystallized. I, was like, I don't think that's supposed to happen. No. I don't think that's a thing. Um, no. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, baby. It's pickle time. time. No. So good. Is yours good? Mm, it's ASMR. <laughs> Turn away if you don't like it. <laughs> Do you listen to ASMR videos? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I really like the woman that first started the pickle time. You know what my new one is? Hmm. Long fingernails. Oh, yeah. Those are so delicious. And, like, they're just, like, tapping. Mm-hmm. It makes me want really long fingernails. I like, like, wooden toys. Um, Ooh, that's a good I one. like cotton pads and balls. I don't think I've heard those. They, like, rub those on the microphone. And what? It sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm Googling it. I want to hear it real bad. Mm. I like, um, I was really big into slime videos. It's not really ASMR, but it would just be like no sound and like slapping mm. the slime on the table. Oh, yeah. Which I was a really, really big fan of for a really long time. And um, there's a video on how to make cotton balls. <gasps> ASMR cotton ball sounds. No talking. She's just ripping it apart. That's a calm ball. <laughs> I don't like that. She should just rub it on the mic. Just like a little dainty like touch. Yeah. <laughs> She's ripping it to pieces. Yeah. Oh, there it is. The touch. Oh, she's an amateur. She doesn't even have long nails. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. She's not a real ASMR artist. Long nail ASMR. Yes. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> that is so fun. I want long nails so bad just so I can do this. What is this one? Oh, she's perfuming. <laughs> that doesn't even make noise. I guess it does. Is that even, what? Oh, <laughs> she okay? What the? <laughs> this is like, I don't know. You never get like watch ASMR and you're like, okay, this is definitely meant to be horny. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of getting that vibe from there. Are you getting horny on the casting couch? I'm not getting horny on the casting couch, <laughs> but I can. She's trying to make me horny. It's not gonna work, pal. Ma'am, lady, yeah. them, it's not working. I have so many thoughts. It's working on me. You're getting horny? Yeah, they're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Look how pretty those nails are, they're though. They're great. 
I wonder if she does them herself. Her doing that eye thing, though. Yeah, that's why I think she's trying to make me horny. Or is she on drugs? That look like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad in your mind. It's fine. I cleaned them. Okay. I want to see it one more time. <laughs> she wasn't having a good no. time. Does this get more weird? There's only so much you can do on YouTube, though. Yeah. I like that. That's like a little little instrument. Sounds like a glockenspiel. <laughs> oh, don't make eye contact with me. I just want to see the nails. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now she looks bored. Yeah. She's like, God damn it, I'm sick of you people. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being here. I hate this. How did my life come to this? She has 350,000 views on that. Wow. A lot of people love that ASMR. Yeah, it's more people than we have living in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So the whole city. Uh. Excuse me, bless. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Do you want another pickle? Um, I'm okay, but thank you. You I'm can have another one. one. I'm going to eat one more. Okay, <laughs> do you want me to do one for pickle time, or does it matter? What, did you eat one? I already ate one. Yeah, yeah you're fine. Okay. It's fine. You have a little bit of that in there. Delicious. I love pickle juice in my drinks. <laughs> it's very good. I'm going to crunch it into the mic. It's very spicy. I'm getting free ASMR. <laughs> oh, no, I charge you after this. Oh, no. <laughs> No. This costs money. Uh -oh. That was a good pickle time. Let me finish this and pickle time will be over. Okay. This is a lot. That's spicier than I thought it would be. I think it's good. It's pretty good. Mm. This is spicy pickle Ooh. time. Okay. My hands are wet. Yeah, they dripped down my elbow like I was eating an ice cream cone in the summertime. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right, that commences pickle time. So back to the co-ops. We yeah. have... Um, Instagram questions that we're going to get into. Beautiful. Which I'm really excited about. But you started in the first co-op. What happened to where you had to move into the second one? I just wanted a change. Um, I was no longer a student. And a lot of the people who lived in that particular co-op were students. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to move into one that was like more towny focused. Um, and, you know, that I could just be a person in as opposed to like the crotchety old bitch in the house of students. Right, right. Yeah. I was like, turn that down. Yeah. Did you all party in the co-op? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God, yeah. What kind of parties, like, was it just, like, co-op-only parties, or did you invite people outside of the co-op? We had two main kinds of parties. So the first would be, like, an all-out, like, banger. Like, we would get, like, five kegs and put them in our basement, and we would invite just anyone. Like, people would come off the street, 
Um, and we would usually have dancing in the basement and then people hanging out on the porch Dance and stuff parties. like that. People hanging out in some of the rooms. I always locked my yes. room because I was like, I don't trust anyone that comes to our parties. <laughs> um, and then we had some smaller parties where we would go get um, bottles of two buck chuck from Trader Joe's. That sounds wild. <laughs> yeah. We would just get like a shit ton of like 30 bottles of two buck chuck and then um we would invite people over from other co-ops and they would come and like we'd never use like lights in those parties we would just light candles and those were probably my favorite just like a real like ambiance mm-hmm. people would bring instruments yeah and stuff like that now did you meet your fiance at a co-op like i did a... not no i met him on tinder oh and then he had to which was like that was kind of funny like because yeah i was definitely like on tinder and stuff like that when i was in the co-ops and so like i would have to like bring like dates over to the house and things like that and i would have to be like by the way i live with anywhere between like 12 and 30 people um and our house is falling apart and also it's kind of squalid <laughs> and my roommates are all just like the weirdest people you'll ever meet like i hope that's cool did you ever have to uh, or did you ever have a date that was like no no this is insane i'm not doing this no i only ever dated weirdos yeah so it worked out it worked out what about on tinder like would somebody match with you and be like that's wild no thank you um no one ever did that people were really intrigued by it i think most people like the idea a lot yeah um probably more so than they would actually like it in practice yeah um but yeah everyone seemed really on board with it because i know with co-ops they're not very well known in ohio they're not and my only like exposure mm-hmm. to a co-op is like fucking hippie communes yep or cults somebody asked if it's like culty mm-hmm. would you say that it's it's like a cult i wouldn't say so i mean you do have to fit into a certain set of views to live there like mm-hmm. and i mean in my opinion those are good views to not have like we actively strove to be like anti-racist anti-sexist um you know and not affirming exactly yeah, affirming all of all genders and sexualities and things like that so right. if you don't fall into that umbrella you're probably not going to get membership into a co-op because we in your interview you're asked questions about like things you believe or like potential situations with roommates and you have to you know answer honestly so um i would i would say that yeah i can see where people are coming from in that and like we definitely did some like shit that would be seen as a cult to other people lighting the candles you lighting the candles <laughs> um in my second house we did naked yoga together in like the front room with like all the windows oh my gosh <laughs> just all of you butt ass naked yeah. doing yoga yeah but it's so loving and accepting i'm exactly. sure it's like whatever it's yeah. really nothing i'm, I'm sure, sure we... our mailman was like what the fuck <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's probably like, i want to live there <laughs> living in that co-op baby i want to go yes but i mean if you go into it already having that belief system Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say it would be culty no absolutely not because you know for it to be a cult they have to want to isolate you from the rest of your life you know what i mean and like i was never discouraged from like having friends outside the house or like contacting my family yeah and things like that like having a job outside the house things like that did your family ever visit mm-hmm. they visited both co-ops i ever lived in yeah did they like it they told me they did i actually called my mom today um because i knew i was coming on here and i was you know just asking her i was like you know what was your opinion of the co-ops that i lived in you know what was it like having your child live in one of these like dens of sin 
And all she just said it was really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> was it dirty? It was. The first, and she went to the cleanest one. I don't know if she ever actually came inside of the second one. The second one was absolutely rancid inside. Like, that was the one where I met Buzz. And when I told him I was coming on the podcast today, he was like, are you going to talk about how fucking disgusting it was? I want to know, what were some of the things that were just dirty? Was it just, was the floors dirty? Was The it... floors were dirty. So you would get what's called co-op feet, which is like feet that are like black with dirt and like just like random grit from the floor. So like I personally can't ever go to bed with dirty feet. So every night it was like funny to my housemates. I would go into the shower and wash my feet off before I went to bed. <laughs> um, there we all, there were always like several cats in the co-ops that belonged to various housemates and they would piss and shit. Um, there were mice in the second co-op I lived in. And just like we in the second co-op I lived in, we dumpstered a lot of food. And um, it would get left out on the countertops for, like, days. So it was already, like, nearly rotten food that would just, like, get left out and stink the whole house up. It was like, fuck it. Yeah, it was pretty gross. And, like, it's Hippie Christmas when that would come around. So Hippie Christmas is probably known to people that have ever lived on a college campus. But it's that time in August when students are moving out and new students are moving in. And you can go grab their shit. And you can go grab their shit. So we buy good shit during Hippie Christmas, that's for sure. I had housemates that would take the entire week off from work for Hippie Christmas. And, like, we we did it like a job. Committed, Mm -hmm. yes. We did it like a job. We would get up in the morning, go out, hit different spots. Um, we found some good stuff, but that would all end up inevitably in the house, like laying around in common areas. Um, and that was pretty annoying and gross. Did you guys have chores? Like, did mm-hmm. anybody like do the chores? How did the <laughs> chores work out? That's a great question. So the hardest thing to ever get anyone to do in a co-op is dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so, real life. That's real life. That's real yeah. life. Baby. I don't fucking do my own dishes. Nope. Yeah. Um, so that was always a struggle, but yeah, people have various jobs, so, um, they can range anywhere from, like, handling, like, membership of new housemates to dealing with, like, collecting rent checks and, like, um, making sure there's money in the different accounts for the house, um, going grocery shopping for food, tending the garden, um, and then like little things like sweeping the stairs and stuff like that. So whether they got done depended on who was assigned to a specific. Gosh. Okay. So where we left off is regarding the co-op just being dirty. Mm, dirty. Mm, delicious. Yeah. And that was just mainly because people weren't taking out the compost. The compost, man. It gets so stinky. <laughs> stanky post, baby. But taking it out at night is so scary because you have to go into the dark garden by yourself. The dark elves are out there yeah. waiting for you. Stealing our tomatoes. <laughs> They're like, I'm taking all this. And bring me your compost. More, more. What kind of things did you grow in the garden? Uh, tomatoes, lettuce, cucumbers, um, some peppers, a lot of that. Um, never really any fruits that I can remember. Um, peas, carrots. Do they ever turn out, like, really good or really bad? I loved the tomatoes. Yeah. I would just go stand in the garden and eat the tomatoes off the vine. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really good. That is so nice. Mm-hmm. Did you exercise a lot in the compound? Compound. The compound? <laughs> the go-off. <on. laughs> <laughs> or did you just walk around it and do hot yoga? Is that what it was? Yeah, just naked yoga. Um, and I didn't really exercise a lot that time in my life. I went on a lot of hikes. 
Um, and I did some gardening and I ran up and down the stairs a bunch cause I pace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing. I didn't exercise basically at all. Yeah. But I mean like, isn't the food that you're eating like pretty healthy? The food was incredibly healthy. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Just like fresh vegan food from our garden. That sounds so And good. from the dumpster. Yes. <laughs> what kind of dumpsters did you go to? Did you just go to like restaurants or like grocery stores? Grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have all kinds of stuff? Yeah, they did. Um, a lot of bread, um, a lot of produce. Um, and in the winter, you can get, like, dairy products and things like that because it's frozen. Yeah. Um, in the summer, you obviously can't do that or, like, meat or anything like that. But, yeah, sometimes we would dumpster meat in the winter time. Have you ever seen the people that um, – or, like, the stores that will dump paint? I've on, seen that, Yeah. yeah. Also, can we talk about how it's so much less intimidating to be not on a video camera? Oh, I know. I'm hunching. I'm <laughs> spread eagle. I'm gulping my white claw. I'm so much more comfortable. I know. Yeah. I, I The video was a great venture for you. But I, think <laughs> I don't this think is, I want to do it. Yeah. Fuck a video, man. I think man. this is where we shine. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know. I feel like a video is just more... I don't know. It's I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Fair enough. But we still have the ring light on, so we still look beautiful. So we still look really good looking yeah. at each other. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so in case you didn't notice, the video failed. And um, uh, now we're here, not on video, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a mystery. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a poll. I'm going to be like, who liked the video? Yeah. And who didn't? And the people that said they liked it, I'm going to be <laughs> Fuck those people. I'm so bad about it. Oh my god, ridiculous. Anyway, um, back with the co-op life. Yes. With uh, doing your own vegetables and everything, dumpsters. People at stores, they would throw paint. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that before? I've never seen it in real life. I've seen it like in videos. It's disgusting. That's um, awful. If you're not going to directly donate the food, um, just let people salvage and use what they will. Exactly. Um, I've seen that with um, Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. They would take the lamps and break them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not usable. When I worked at Staples in high school, if we um, had things that were returned that we couldn't use, we would have to destroy them That's awful. Um, before they went into the dumpster. That is so sad. It's just, it's so stupid. It's, it's so wasteful. wasteful. Yeah. 100%. Mm. Now, it was a big thing with the co-ops not being wasteful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you guys do, like, uh, non-waste containers and that kind of stuff? I don't know what those are. It, it wasn't, like, I think it's become, like, bigger recently, okay. but it's, like, literally living waste-free. Oh, okay. Yeah, we weren't yeah. that extreme, um, but, you know, we did have a lot of people that cared about the environment, and we did strive, like, as a justice organization to like be cognizant of stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we composted we recycled uh we tried to conserve like our fossil fuel use and things like that especially in the winter time and with showers and things like that like i mentioned people don't like to shower right um so i there was a little sign in our bathroom when i first moved in that was like natural gas is an expensive resource and is used to power the shower that you're using please be considerate of the time that you're spending in the shower yeah but did anybody take really long showers like of course you have the opposite end which is like no showers and Mm. then you have the other end of the spectrum which is long showers me (laughs) hello it's me it's me which i guess it balances out because if you have people not taking showers you're like I'll use your shower time. I'll use time. your shower time, baby. Shit. I'll scrub my pits. <laughs> oh, 
let's go. Let's go. Did you have any um, like setups where you watch people's time in the shower or was it just no. you do your own thing you're never curious. that big brother yeah but we you know just try to be cognizant if i'm sure if someone was taking like hour-long showers daily we would be like hey can you please not do that yeah that'll show up with the water bill too yeah exactly you're making rent go up for everybody yeah bud sir ma'am what is happening <laughs> what are you doing i think it's really nice though that since you interview people basically you have a dinner with them mm-hmm. and find out their values that's how you determine it like how do you feel about mm-hmm. the environment or being mm-hmm. wasteful exactly like you're not gonna have somebody be like fuck that yeah. but yeah you're a perfect candidate for this move right the mm-hmm. fuck in buddy yeah come on mm-hmm. come on exactly in. yeah no thank you that i think is too too much of what am I trying to say? What are words? I, I was just know. thinking about the video again. Oh, okay. We hated the video, <laughs> guys. Hated the we video. hated the video. I don't like it. Yeah. It's too much. I feel like I'm using my hands more now. Yeah. I feel more like And I'm making love to this microphone. Uh, <laughs> I love it here. But what I was going to say is I just feel like having the interview, I feel like people are like the dinners. And mm-hmm. did you call it an interview process? or um, Membershiping process yeah, was membership-ing. what was most that's commonly nice. used yeah yeah because that's not as crazy it's not as intimidating as interview yeah yeah interviews we're not corporate so. man. yeah no <laughs> man you can be free get naked yeah. do yoga yeah that's my new motto be naked do yoga <laughs> i don't even do naked yoga ma'am poser but with the membership process yeah and figuring all of that out um have you ever had a membership process that has just gone terribly wrong Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of examples of that. We had this one membershipper that was just like very clearly wrong for the house, but he kept like bringing us things. Mm-hmm. Like he would bring us beers every time he came over, and that was really nice. But then we felt really bad eventually being like, sorry, dude, you're not going to get into the house. We'll take your beers, but not you. Yeah. And then we had like sometimes like you would have people that were like freshly 18 and like moving out of their parents' house and like generally mm-hmm. like that. I'm not saying it can't be right, but it's generally not a great first housing situation for a lot of people. Yeah, because it could be definitely traumatic, Mm -hmm. culture shock almost. Absolutely. Being on your own for the first time, and that's what you're experiencing. Unless your parents are a bunch of naked, weed-smoking hippies. Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of people just probably view it as, oh, it's free living, I'll do what I want kind of thing, but they don't realize the work that goes into it. Exactly. Have you had, like, the perfect membership interview where it is just gone so so well and they fit in really well have you mm, had that before absolutely and those people ended up like being my friends yeah yeah absolutely and like i you know after you've been around the block a few times like you you know how to answer certain questions yeah. um so like i feel like i feel like my interviews for both houses went well but the second time i was a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. and i already knew a lot about our organization i knew a lot about co-op living so i feel like i could kind of answer I could give the right answers. Yeah, I would say experiencing it mm-hmm. and being there, you know what to expect. Exactly. Was the second co-op um, completely different than the first one? Or did they have their similarities? Like, how did they differ and how were they the yeah. same? So the first was an international co-op. Mm-hmm. It was largely student-y and it was like 30 people. Yeah. And then the second co-op I lived in was maybe like half students. Mm-hmm. It was only 12 people, like 12 to 15, depending on if we had any roommates or partners in the house. Um, and it was Quaker. 
in oh. origin. Not like in practice necessarily, yeah. but it was Quaker in origin. So there were like some certain Quaker values that we use, like our decision making process was something called consensus, which mm-hmm. um, boils down to like everybody essentially has to agree before a decision can be made. It's mm-hmm. on majority rules. That's interesting. Yeah. Was it difficult to come to decisions with that? All of the time. Yeah. I bet. And we held hands before every dinner and just had like a moment of silence, like not like a prayer. That's cute, though. But we would all hold hands and it would end when someone's like, and then, you know, people are asking like, you know, is this culty? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to feel a connection, you know? I feel like you feel more connected to the food, Mm -hmm. more connected to the people that you're around. The thing yeah. about it, fucking people saying grace before yeah. eating dinner. It just let me, like, reflect on my day and set an intention for the rest of it. Which is amazing. Yeah, like, sometimes all that was was, like, today sucked. Like, I'm going to get out and get super drunk later after dinner. Like, you yeah. know, but, like, it was at least a moment to reflect. Like, I'm not saying it's always positive, but it was just nice to have. Right, and just being able to kind of ground yourself mm-hmm. in that moment, not mm-hmm. let it stress you during dinner yeah did you guys have to eat dinner together every night or could you come and go you could come and go yeah Yeah, you don't have to be a part of dinners but it's nice to be yeah um because you just got to i mean you get to sit around and talk to people about your day you get to meet new people sometimes like people bring guests over for dinner and stuff like that Ooh, white carb, low carbonated, spicy. (laughs) (laughs) i guess with the dinner i mean it would make sense because it's like eating with your best fucking friends exactly exactly that rules that's super cool and you could go to other co-ops and eat dinner with them which was really fun that's fun yeah i'm the president feed me feed me (laughs) i'm here for food that is really interesting Mm -hmm. i think family dinners or friendship dinners Mm -hmm. should be an aspect of everybody's life absolutely like where you just have like a meeting point and Mm -hmm. kind of chill out and talk to each other about each other's day I think, yeah. It's the oldest shit in the world, just, like, breaking bread with people you care about. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten kind of far away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that. I think we should get back to it. Just yeah. Just some fucking friend mm-hmm. dinners. Yeah, fun. I think those are so cool. And it's literally just a dinner. Not, like, an event or anything. Mm-hmm. You just sit around a table and yeah. somebody cooks for you. I'll make you one of my famous vegan bean slops. Oh, my God. What is that? What is in that? Is um, it secret? Dumpstered so- veggies, beans, um, whatever spices we had. We had a lot of spices. Like, our spice cabinets were always, like, on point. Um, and... Yeah, it's just, you know, whatever carb I can find. So, like, maybe we have rice. Uh, maybe we have noodles. Ooh, can yeah. we go dumpstering for Absolutely. dinner? Can you take me? Yeah. I want to go so bad. I've never been in Cincinnati, but it, it can't be that different from what I remember. Do you ever yeah. get in trouble for dumpstering? You can if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and if you dumpster at the wrong places, you can, mm-hmm. like... Sometimes they'll be like, I called the cops, get out of here. And you're like, okay. I'm just trying to find my damn dinner, okay? Listen to this. I'm just trying to eat. Yeah. Which, fuck those people, man. Just let somebody eat. You're literally putting it in a trash can. Yeah. Where you is shouldn't it going? care what happens to it. Yeah, why do you have some commitment to that? You yeah. should have none. That's my rule for like when I give money to like panhandlers and mm-hmm. stuff too. I'm like, once I've given you the money, it should no longer be in my control what is done with it. Exactly. And that's how it should be. Yeah. I'm not gonna control over. I'm not gonna control you over yeah. that. No, that's that's being um, a good person. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you go dumpstering around here? Would you go to like a Sam's Club? Aldi. Yes. Um, Whole Foods probably not so much anymore because they changed their dumpsters like midway through when we were dumpstering. Um, 
I don't know what Kroger is like. We didn't have Kroger in Madison. Ooh, I wonder what that would be yeah. like. But Goodness, yeah, we good. did go to Aldi a fair amount. Yeah. Did Did you end up like knowing the people that worked at the grocery store after doing it so many times? Did you ever meet them? No, we were very secretive about it, and we would only go after hours. Also, like after they closed, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I would be fucking terrified. <laughs> I am a pussy when it comes to that kind of stuff. You should Even be more like... scared of the animals in the dumpster. That oh are my eating god! Food. Did you ever see one? Yeah, like raccoons and shit. <gasps> <laughs> you're like I'm sorry I need this yeah. <laughs> you can go to a different dumpster okay you won't get the cops caught on you yeah. alright let me in <laughs> that is awesome though I would definitely be down to dumpster dive yeah. I want to um, do it I watched um, makeup dumpster diving mm-hmm. that's a big thing Yeah, I like Ulta and Sephora mm-hmm. we can do that too <laughs> I would be so down I'm more high maintenance now that I've left the co-op I would dumpster makeup <laughs> I've um, uh, transitioned up I am now higher than dumpster makeup. I'm not. I'm Are not. you? No. no. God, no. I think we're good. I'm wearing we makeup this. I've had for like five years. Same. It might as well be dumpster this makeup. This shit's expired. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have the Instagram questions. Yes. All right. Instagram so. questions. Oh, uh, this one is, can a co-op be a peach orchard in Georgia asking for a friend? If you want it to be. Yeah, well, you I mean, just buy it, right? Yeah, if you want it to be, if you have a peach orchard or access to a peach orchard and you want to buy it and then share it with your friends and share it with people who move in, sure. Could you imagine I already have like trees and trees of peaches? That would be amazing. You could make like ice cream and mm-hmm. sell it. Yeah. Make money that way. Yeah. Then it I... would be more like a commune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is we're fine a little... too over <laughs> yeah which is fine too my aunt used to live on a commune what's the difference between a commune and a co-op it's been a while since i looked it up my understanding is that there's like an economic aspect to communes yeah. like it's more self-sustaining like your income relates to what you do on the commune as well oh yeah so like if you're building something mm-hmm. you can sell it kind of like yeah. the amish in a way yeah pretty much and like um my understanding is that personal property is a lot more shared in a commune than it is in a co-op Okay, so yeah, pretty like much any cars, kind of is there. You know, like child care, things like mm-hmm. that. Cool. Not that child care is personal property, but, you know, it's... It kind of... A child is my property if I choose. You have a kid to care for your Yeah, it's my property. <laughs> this is mine? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, what? Oh, do you get... Ju- words. Do you get judged for living or have living, lived, li- have had lived? Having lived. Having lived. Yeah, um... <laughs> I wouldn't say so. People are more interested about it than anything else, in my experience. Like, it's just so far out of the norm of what is known. Like, you know, you're young, then you move out of your parents' house, and people are like, great, you should move into an apartment with some roommates. Then you do that till you move out with a partner, and then, you know, eventually maybe you buy a house, you have a family, things like that. So saying I'm an adult and I live in a house that we also own and share responsibility for with a bunch of other adults... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um, is a little bit out there for some people. So I wouldn't say judged. I did have a coworker once who she really wanted to see my house because she heard me talking about it at work. 
and she came over after work one day and like visited and looked around and was like okay <laughs> i felt a little judged that day <laughs> did she still talk to you after it uh yeah she did but she had <laughs> to we worked together there's <laughs> <laughs> no getting out of this one yeah. did she ever ask him to go back no <laughs> she was like i've seen plenty did she go in did she like eat dinner with you guys or what she didn't eat dinner she just came and looked around and stuff yep. like that i think i like showed her my room and like showed her our living room there was probably like a bong sitting out yeah and i was like that's super um when she was older yeah she's like oh my these heathens these heathens just living like yeah. this what are they doing you should have brought her when they were doing naked yoga i should have but then i couldn't do naked yoga unless i wanted to show my coworker my ass nobody wants to do that yeah what's the what's the phrase don't what where you work don't don't shit where you eat don't shit where you eat that's yeah. what it is and it's about working yeah. and relationships with them you want ma'am i don't want to show you my hoo-ha <laughs> not today not today can you bring other people to naked yoga we never did but mm-hmm. i'm sure you could as long as you like could prove they were cool yeah <laughs> you just have somebody going in there like being creepy yeah Ooh, prove you're not a cop show us your butthole yes <laughs> Did you have anybody that would show up that was just not cool? Absolutely. We've like, had to kick a lot of people out of cops at like parties and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolutely. Being messy and being messy. And you know, like openly trying to like sell drugs to other people, um, or like refusing to leave, um, disrespecting the house or people in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you guys a big target for cops? Yeah, um, during parties, it, yeah. yeah. During parties, yeah. I'm sure they would show up. Mm-hmm. They did. Oh, God. They were like, why do you have five kegs in your basement? I was like, sir, they've just always been there. Did you ever had to get, had, did you ever have to get the cops involved in the co-op? There have been. Not specifically in any situation that I was involved in or, like, while I was living there do I remember the cops getting involved. But generally speaking, people there are very opposed to having cops in the co-op. Um, you know, like they kind of abide by the rule, like no cops in, no cats out, like yeah. on the doors and stuff like that. Um, so that wasn't really so much a thing. I mean, people try to find other forms of conflict resolution, but there have certainly been times, you know, if, if, if anything escalates to violence where I'm sure people have called the cops. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, that is such a crazy concept to some people. They think that, you know, living in a community like that. Where you're making your own rules and you kind of have your own government entity mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. doesn't work right but co-ops are like the proof of that working for years absolutely forever almost yeah i mean seattle's a pretty he- heavily co-op mm-hmm. uh, area mm-hmm. what blows my mind is wisconsin is yeah well um we had in Mis- in wisconsin in madison wisconsin specifically we had this lawyer who used to live in the co-ops um, while he was going to law school and then lived in the co-ops for a lot of his adulthood after that. And he worked with, after law school, worked with the city to make zoning laws more favorable for co-ops in Madison. Hell yeah. That guy is awesome. He rules. Yeah. That is so sick. He absolutely rules. Is he still around Wisconsin? Do you know? I think he's still in Madison. I don't know if he's still practicing law. Yeah. Um, I, he had grandkids. I remember mm-hmm. when, you know, I first met him and things like that. So he may have taken some time to spend with them and retire. But yeah. So he would come around to the co-ops and like mm-hmm. 
introduce himself. He was our lawyer, our our organization's lawyer. That's awesome. Mm. To have your own lawyer that, did he live in the co-op? Did he live in a co-op He used to live in a co-op. He doesn't anymore. Mm. At least he didn't at the time. Maybe he moved back in. At least he knew what was going on. Exactly. He He was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a cool lawyer to be. Mm. Just like specifically for co-ops. Yeah. If I went to law school, I would love to do that. And be a co-op lawyer. That would be so sick. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get involved, though. <laughs> My thing, I'm like, no no conflict. No, thank you. I'm good. If you could change one thing about living in a co-op, what would it be? Um, It sounds kind of cliche, but, like, I just wish people, I wished at the time that people would just do the shit they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say you're going to do your dishes, wash your dishes. If you say you're going to clean the bathroom, clean the bathroom. I mean, it's kind of like just human nature stuff and, you know, other things get in the way. I get that. Um, but do your damn job. Yeah. And it was always the people, which is funny because, like, I'm a leftist. I identify as a leftist and have for some time. But it was always, like, the most vocal leftists that were the worst at, like, any kind of personal accountability or, like, getting any of the work done to, like, make the world they want work. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah. What are y'all doing, man? Yeah. Like, you want this to happen. Yeah, like, Do the work. I absolutely agree with you that we should, you know, smash capitalism and all of that. But in our own house, you got to do your dish after you eat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Would you clean your own dishes? Or did everybody have to, everybody had the job to do the dishes, like, once a night? Once a night, someone was supposed to do all the dishes. Yes. I mean, generally speaking, we do trade jobs, yeah. Okay. Mm. How long do you have, like, a specific job? Um, anywhere between, like, a few months to a year. Mm. Or you can have it for less time if you really hate it and you want to go to a meeting and say, I want to switch jobs, will anyone trade with me? Oh, so you can go to a meeting and say, I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. absolutely. Yeah, so you're not just stuck. No, God, me. no. Gosh, I want to clean a co-op house. Mm-hmm. My favorite job me. was grocery shopping. That would be fun. I think they would hire you, yeah. baby. Let me, let me You're very come clean. in. I'm going to clean your house. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let me sweep your floors. I would be down, honestly. Yeah. I would clean the fuck out of a co-op house. You could use it. It would be so fun. <laughs> I also want to live amongst the dirt. I lived amongst dirt for a long time. Yeah. So I would be down to live amongst the dirt. It's not as glamorous as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like... You kind of don't care. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, God, no, yeah. Everybody you live with is the same amount of dirty. Yeah. Because you're doing the same shit every We're day. fucking dirty people. Oh, yeah. yes. Co-op feet. Co-op feet. That's so dope. <laughs> I get that wine outside all the time. I never yeah. wear shoes. Like, blah. I still call it co-op feet. Like, when I get it from just, like, walking around our house, I'll, like, clean my feet before bed, and I'll be like, oh, co-op feet. Oh, got a co-op feet. Oh. This one asked, do the co-ops have orgies like you see in the movies? <laughs> Yes. Um, Not that I've ever been a part of because, like, I'm really averse to and, like, irrationally afraid of group sex. I think it's a social anxiety thing on my part. So I was never – I never participated in any that I was invited Mm to. Um, And one time I um, was in a closet on a loft bed with a few of my friends just hanging out. And I got the idea somehow that my friends wanted to have a threesome with me so I jumped off the loft bed and ran out the room without saying anything <laughs> and just ran to my room and locked the door gotta go I don't <laughs> want to participate yeah do you ever talk to him after that about it like what happened god I never did no. I never did I was just like it's fine I'm fine are you still friends with them um yeah I don't really talk to them very much one of them um ended up like kind of like living life on the road mm-hmm. um so I don't really hear from him much I saw him a couple of years ago and he's doing well yeah. but 
Yeah, no. So, like, people are considerate about it. Like, it definitely happens, like, behind closed doors and not, like, in the living areas or anything like that. Right. You're but not it does just happen. In yeah. To be hole hanging out. Be hole. No, yeah. no ball sacks. No. no bussies. No bussies. None of that happening in the common areas. Yeah. At least they're cur- courteous about it. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. It's just common courtesy. Like, do whatever you want behind closed doors, provided everyone is consenting and, you know, things like that. But. Don't Absolutely. do it in the on the couch that I lay on to read my books. Right. Don't do it to people that like aren't consenting yeah. to. I'm sure that's a huge rule Absolutely. in co-ops is yeah. consent and all that fun Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. It should be. Unless you live in a fucking terrifying. Yeah. Unless you, you gotta... live in the worst co-op on earth. Right. And if you're a part of that and you need out, please call yeah. me. Because <laughs> no thank you. Has anyone ever been kicked out of the co-op? Yes by the co-op or by cops how, how did that occur yeah so there have been some evictions um where like the court has to get involved and like cops do show up that day never when i was living there that i was involved in um what was most common was that people would have their contracts non-renewed mm-hmm. um so like if you just you know weren't doing your shit you were somehow in breach of your contract. You know, your housemates really had some strong grievances against you. They could appeal to the um, nonprofit and the nonprofit's board, and they would vote to non-renew their contract at the end of the cycle. You just really have to suck. Yeah, you really have to suck. Because, like, most people, if your housemates don't like you, they tell you they don't like you, and then you leave. That's kind of just mm-hmm. what people do. But Which is how it should be, yeah. honestly. Like, we're not vibing with this. You got to yeah. go. Yeah. Please leave. Yeah, Please leave. I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> do do people ever just not pay rent? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do people get removed for that a lot? Yes. That would be like breach of contract, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are other things that would be like a breach of contract? Um, Doing like explicitly like illegal things inside the house that like could potentially like get everyone in trouble or like compromise everyone mm-hmm. um not doing your jobs that you're assigned things like that yeah. um any sort of violence um or like unsafe behaviors yeah just pretty much being a dickhead yeah yeah <laughs> don't be an asshole don't be an asshole down, man has anybody ever died in the co-op um, yes, I'm sure. I mean, statistically, they have to have. Um, not when I've lived there. Yeah. Do you uh, feel like you get hazed in a co-op? Is there a hazing thing? A little bit. Like, the first time you show up to a co-op party and then, like, all your friends, like, get naked and start drawing each other on the porch. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of feels like hazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can leave if you want. You can leave if you want. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's nothing like... You know, they don't make you, like, pick up olives between your butt cheeks and crab walk across the floor. Like, nothing like that. <laughs> or drink so much alcohol, you do end up passing away. That has yeah, happened yeah. recently. No, that does not happen in co-ops, at least none that I lived in. It's kind of, like, s- similar to, s- like, Greek life, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. That That's kind of what it reminds me of. Is it's like a, a leftist frat in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people that live in co-ops kind of resent that comparison, but I always found it to be kind of accurate. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I would resent it, too. Yeah. If I was in a co-op. I, I get it. Yeah. I, I would fucking frats, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, dicks. But, but you choose your circle. You choose yeah. to live with them. You know, you share common meals, things mm-hmm. like that. The, you know, the difference is that in a frat and sorority, a lot of times you have staff to prepare those for you yeah and the co-ops were responsible for it but yeah yeah but i mean like you have like 
member meetings mm-hmm. and absolutely like vote for people to be ahead of it i mm-hmm. definitely see the similarities there but mm-hmm. you usually you're not a dick to the other person exactly. most of the frats and sororities i've had experiences with it seems very similar mm-hmm. but the outcomes are usually not the greatest yeah but i have met very great frat and sorority people but mm-hmm. jesus christ jesus. <laughs> do they smell bad do cops smell bad or do the people in them smell bad I guess both. I mean, the answer is both. Both, absolutely (laughs) both. (laughs) Um, Specifically, we already talked about it, but when the compost doesn't get taken out, boy, Mm -hmm. is it stinky. Mm, Smelly. Um, And, you know, cats would piss and shit in the Mm -hmm. house, things like that. Like, yeah, it's not great. How many cats did you have in a co-op at once? I think the max I ever had was like three at once. That's not too bad. No, it's not. It wasn't like an insane amount. Um, and then in the summertime, it would smell worse because we didn't have AC. Oh yeah. So, so then the house would get real hot stinky. Compost. Yeah. Hot, hot hippies. <laughs> Love it. It's just like Bonnaroo. It's just like yeah. a music festival. It pretty much is. Yeah. <laughs> just smelly. Um, this one says, "How long can you live in a co-op?" Um, provided that you, you know, do everything in accordance with whatever your house culture is at the time and what people want you to be doing indefinitely. Um, so you can live there forever. Yeah. And there are people that like have lived there, like had families there, you know, continue to live there as family members and things like that. Um, so yeah, for as long as you want to be there, you can be there. Um, I think the oldest person in our organization was maybe in their sixties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can continue to live there for as long as you want. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are there, like, um, co-ops with kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With family. Did you ever live in one that had family? Mm-hmm. I lived with a father um, who had partial custody of his child. Um, and actually, two of my closest friends recently had a baby together, and they live in a co-op currently. Can you find one that's, like, no kids? Is there ever a role that, like, no kids asking for a friend me so legally you can't discriminate against families that's right according to tenant protections Mm -hmm. at least in the state of wisconsin or in the city of madison i can't remember which Mm -hmm. um so you can move into a co-op where there aren't kids and where it would probably be a terrible idea for kids to be there like the first one i lived in Mm -hmm. um but then other than that you know i mean you can choose as long as it's for legal reasons you can choose not to vote someone in the co-op who has a kid but you have to pretend it's for a different reason. Right. Yeah, you got to hide that. Yeah. You got to scratch over that one. Yeah. So with co-ops and finding co-ops and seeing which one's right for you, where can you find a co-op at? Yeah, so there's this website called ic.org. Um, it's the Foundation for Intentional Communities, and it like serves as a directory for co-ops around the world. And so you can search anything like co-housing. You can search eco-villages. You can search by city things like that. I think I looked it up before I came here and I found a few in Cincinnati, like maybe like two or three. Um, so yeah, it's ic.org. Yeah, I had a friend that lived one in Cincinnati. They mm. had chickens. I yeah. remember the chickens specifically. I wonder what kind of different co-ops are on here. I'm actually looking it up right now because I'm intrigued like mm-hmm. what kinds exist, like what it um what it says cuz like People are crazy. Yeah. People are wilding out out here. I'm just interested. I just typed in Kentucky. Yeah. There's one called Zephyr Creek Crossing. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, Four plus adults, two plus years. Visitors accepted, yes. They're open to new members. And they're an eco-village. And that's all that one says. This one says commute. 
commune organized around sharing almost everything. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So there's a lot of different ones in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow, that's super neat. That is very interesting. <gasps> this one's a horse one. A horse call? Yes. And you get to take care of horses. That's beautiful. That would be super cool. That one says Colorado, though. Yeah. Uh, the, the directory isn't always the most accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful where you're looking. Yeah. This one has, like, four houses on it. Yeah. And they have, like, do you know what woofing is? Oh, woofing? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, like, traveling organic farming that you can, like, go do. And, like, you get paid, I think, like, a small stipend. Or, like, maybe you just get room and board. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I know. I've known people who have traveled that way. Yeah. This one has um, their dietary practices that they listed. Omnivores, paleo, organic, mostly vegetarian, mostly vegan, kosher, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's a lot of restrictions. <laughs> They're connected to the grid. Yeah. Wow. They have work exchange. Is that what you had? Where you did a job or is that to pay for your rent um it's called like a work job essentially it's just you know your rent there is cheap you have to you know in place of having a landlord that you would go to with like your maintenance concerns and upkeep and things like that you would instead be in charge of that that makes sense yeah okay yeah some they list like the um like this one shows like they have five adult members um the decision-making's consensus. Everyone agrees except up to three people. So that's really cool. That website is so handy. Mm -hmm. So if you want to live in a co-op, go to ic.org. Mm -hmm. That's super yes. interesting. Uh, this question asks, who owns the co-op? You do. <gasps> I do. You do. If you live there, you own it. It's yours. Yeah. And you get a contract that says basically you own it. You got like, a contract yeah. that, yeah, for us, it was the nonprofit owned it. Mm -hmm. um, so we were all, you know, all 200 members of the various houses formed together a nonprofit that owned the houses. So you would get your contract from the nonprofit. That's awesome. Yeah. And what was the nonprofit called? Uh, Madison Community Cooperative. Okay. Yeah. And you had co-op names. Yeah, the too. houses had yeah. different names. Yeah. What what was the what was the names of them? Yeah, so um, the first one that I lived in was called International Cooperative House, and the second one I lived in was called Friends Co-op. Cute. Yeah. That's so cute. I would love to. I live in Friends Co-op. Friends Co-op. Did you when you lived in Madison? That's where the co-ops were, right? Was mm -hmm. it Madison? When you lived there, did you call it by the name or did you just call it a co-op? Like, how do people recognize it when you talk to them about it? I would call it by the house's name. Like, when I lived in Friends, I would just call it Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much how they recognize it. Mm -hmm. Are people pretty familiar with it in Wisconsin, like, that don't live in them? Um, in Madison, I would say. In Wisconsin, probably not so much, like, mm -hmm. broadly. But in Madison, people, most people around town were, like, pretty familiar with them. Or at least people I interacted with. You know, a lot of people knew someone that at one point had lived in one. Yeah. So. I'm sure they, do they do community work, too? Um, a little bit, mm -hmm. yeah. Not a ton, but a little bit. Like, you know, we had stuff that was open to the public and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's super neat. You're going to meet a bunch of different people. Yeah. This question is, isn't it culty? Isn't it culty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not culty. I mean, like, 
there are some things that I could definitely see people thinking that it's culty. Like you have to be of a certain mindset and have like a certain value system to live in a co-op. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Right. Like, you know, you should, you know, believe in a more just world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it probably helps if you're anti-capitalist as well. (laughs) Anarchy, Um, baby. Yeah. So (laughs) it's not, I wouldn't call it culty because we were never discouraged from like our connections to the outside world. Um, We could bring people in, come and go as we pleased. And, you know, go as we please is a pretty operative phrase there like at any time if you didn't want to live there you didn't have to um you were never like and except for for covid um you know um, when houses quarantined as houses Mm -hmm. it was never restrictive on who could come or go or anything like that yeah i'm sure with covid too everybody had an understanding yeah absolutely they all knew exactly what was going on Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that it wasn't a cult thing yeah no Yeah, and you don't have, like, one leader that you no. go to. Like, everyone in the house, you know, everyone has different responsibilities, but everyone has one say. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they and the way that you voted, it wasn't a majority rules. It was – what was the way that the, the decisions were made? It's called consensus. Consensus. So okay. everyone eventually – not everyone has to agree with it like some people you can abstain from voting if you're like i don't want to vote in favor of this but anyone could block anything okay so if you really didn't like something you could block it until enough amendments were made that you were comfortable with it do you remember any time that ever happened when you were there where somebody was like super not cool with it Mm -hmm. people would block other people from membershiping all the time oh really yeah yeah and usually would that come to an agreement to not allow them in? Or, yeah, yeah, because everyone should be comfortable with who they're living with ultimately. Absolutely makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. What was your favorite uh, co-op food? Ooh, um, my vegan bean slop. Yeah, I want it. I want it <laughs> so bad. My vegan bean slop. No, um, I liked – sometimes people would make, like, flatbreads or pizzas that were really good out of just, like, fresh veg and, like, vegan cheese and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds good. Um, chili was always good i love a good vegetarian chili so yeah yeah, it was nice let's make a co-op baby let's Let's make a co-op let's do it before you go to sweden yeah just living it for a little bit a little bit a little blip of my life all right well thank you julie for coming on and talking to me about your co-op life yeah it was amazing it was great you're beautiful you're fantastic i love you i love you baby Awesome. Do you want to plug anything? Any plug-in? I have zero plugs. No plug Just everyone be well. Just be well, baby. Yeah. We love that. Be well, do well. Mm-hmm. My grandpa would love that I have said that. Oh, shout out Gramps. Shout out Gramps. Yeah. What'd you call him? Did you call him Grandpa? I called him Papa. Papa. Yeah. That's sweet. Shout out Papa. Shout out Papa. We love you. All right. Adios, amigos. Bye. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.